This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call an 888 money pit. The money pit is presented by Pella Windows, Roof Max. Wagner Sprayers, and the Angie app. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are here to help you take on the projects that you want to get done around your house. Or maybe you don't want to do it yourself. Maybe you want to hire a pro to take on a project. Whether you're a do-it-yourselfer or you're a do-it-for-me kind of person, we want to make sure that you don't become a do-it-to-yourselfer by making some errors along the way. So reach out to us with your questions. The number here is 1-888-MONEYPIT. Or you can go to moneypit.com slash ask and click the blue microphone button. Coming up on today's program, have you ever taken the clothes out of your washing machine only to notice that maybe they don't look much cleaner than when you put them in there? Well, if that sounds familiar, it may be time to actually clean your washing machine. We're going to tell you how. And also ahead, summer isn't a season we often think about windows, but old drafty windows are still present and they do drive up your cooling costs the same as they do with the heating bills in the winter. We're going to share tips on what you can be looking for if windows are on your project list. Plus, if you're a do-it-yourselfer, did you know one simple mistake might be making your home a target for break-ins? We're going to have that answer, plus tips to make your home more secure. But first, got a home improvement question and don't know where to turn? Well, consider us your coach, your helper, or your home improvement therapist for all things remodeling, decor, and fix-up. And you can also consider us your source for great tool giveaways because today we've got the Wagner Titan Control Pro 1700 to give away to one listener drawn at random for those who call or post their home improvement question. It is an incredible paint sprayer worth 379 bucks, going out to one caller drawn at random who has a question for us. The number is 888-MONEYPIT or you can just go to moneypit.com slash ask and click the blue microphone button. Harrison, Kansas, you've got the Money Pit. What can we do for you today? Hey, um, I have some uh, tree roots in my yard that are growing close to the surface, and they're exposed to where when I mow, I have to kind of mow over them, mow around them. Right. And just don't know what to do. What, what would be the best way to get the yard back where it needs to be, and what do you guys think? How much do you like that tree? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not that committed to the tree. I'm not, <laughs> it's like trying to put toothpaste back in the tube. You know, once it once it grows, you, you can't really cut them back. They're there for a purpose. And so you have to figure out a way to live with it or, or you know, create a bed around it or mulch around it or maybe, you know, have it be less lawn and, and, and more, you know, like a mulched bed or something of that nature. But you, and even if you add soil over it, it's still going to kind of keep continue to grow up and pop through it. So that's just the nature of the beast when it comes to a, a big, healthy tree like that. Eventually, depending on the type of tree, it'll eventually it'll come out of the ground like that and start to uh, impact your lawn. Put a bed around it, and yeah, maybe a, maybe a nice circular bench around the tree, you know, or something of that nature. Oh, 
That's a good idea. Yeah, you can find those. They 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 basically are sold like so that they split in half, and you can put them around the tree. And you know, depending on the diameter of the tree, you want to try to get one that's uh, you know that fits right. But it, it could be really an attractive feature. You got to roll with it. You know, figure out a way to make it look like it was always supposed to be there. <laughs> You're waiting all these years for those roots to pop up so that you could put a bench. Yeah, I wanted the tree. to do that. Yeah. That's right. Okay. There you go. That's the spirit. That sounds great. That's a good idea. I like that. Thank you. All right. Good luck. Thanks so much for calling us at 88 Money Pit. Heading over to Delaware where Eve is trying to get rid of a smoke smell. What's going on? Right. We recently purchased a row home in Philadelphia, and it has a third-floor studio apartment where the previous occupant was a heavy smoker. And we're trying to get rid of the smell from the cigarettes. We've tried removing the floor tiles replacing the drop grid ceiling tiles and painting, but the odor is still pretty strong. So I'm wondering if you have any suggestions. Hmm. So above the drop ceiling, did you paint that surface as well? No, we didn't. What did you paint with? Did you use any kind of a primer? Going over paint, so we didn't. We just used a regular latex paint. Right, so the best thing to do in a situation like this is to use a a very good quality primer, either an alkyd primer or a solvent-based primer, because it tends to seal in all of those wall and ceiling surfaces, including the odors that are underneath. The other issue, of course, is the floors. Now, you mentioned that there's a tile floor there, so it was a hard surface floor? Yeah, right now we pulled up everything and we're down to the plywood, and we were just going to put in a new flooring. So is there anything we should do before we do that? Yeah, I would I would also prime the plywood. Okay. I'd seal everything and I would use a good quality oil-based primer like a Kills, for example, and I would prime the heck out of everything because that does a good job of sealing out those odors. That and some just normal ventilation ought to, ought to do it. But I think if you don't prime those surfaces, you won't be able to completely get rid of that odor. And then, of course, it goes without saying that you've disposed of furniture and curtains and things like that. Yes. The only other question is, what about like kitchen cabinets? Yeah, you can't do much with them. But what you can do is you can clean them with TSP, trisodium phosphate. It's like a powdery soap mix that you buy in the paint aisle, and you can mix up a solution and, and, and clean those. Are these wooden cabinets or like laminate cabinets? Wooden. If it's wooden, you may not want to use the TSP on it. You could use Murphy's oil soap okay. instead, but you're okay. going to have to clean them. Right. Yep. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Eve. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. I mean, thankfully, fewer and fewer people are smoking today, so we're getting fewer and fewer of those calls. But I tell you what, when you get a house that's like that, what a mess. George in Connecticut has a question about a gutter. What can we do for you? I have a house that was built in 1952, it has wooden gutters. Okay. The front of the house faces south. From one edge in about six and a half to seven feet, the wooden gutter has been slowly deteriorating. Now, I've gone all over Connecticut, basically, to lumber yards and other places looking for a section of gutter to splice it in. Right. Yeah, that's going to be very difficult. <laughs> yeah, nobody has them. And what surprises me is when you talk to some of the younger people, I'm not obviously I'm not a young man, they they never heard of wooden gutters. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Well, look, you're in the right part of the country to find um, a replacement product. There's actually a company called the Fiberglass Gutter Company, and they make wood-styled gutters but out of fiberglass. I know about them because they did a segment on this old house that we were familiar with back in, uh, I think, 2014, 2015. So go check out fiberglassgutters.com, and you will see that they, in fact, make gutters that look just like your wooden gutters out of fiberglass. Now, you talked about, like, splicing in a section. You're not going to be able to splice this into an existing wooden gutter. You're going to have to replace the entire piece. 
Now, if you can do this and maybe not have to replace all the wooden gutters, good luck. I mean, I don't know what your house looks like, but you can't put it in the middle, and you're going to have to make sure it connects properly. But they're absolutely beautiful, and once you do this, you're not going to have to worry about any gutter maintenance again because they won't rot. So the company I need to is fiberglass.com? No, fiberglassgutters.com. Just search for fiberglass gutters, okay, and you will find these faux wood gutters. Okay. I think that'll solve it. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get socked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Hey, guys, if you've heard a helpful tip or two while listening to our show, please help us help even more home improvers by dropping us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That would be awesome, and you might even win a copy of our book, My Home, My Money Pit, your guide to every home improvement adventure. Just go to moneypit.com slash review. Well, guys, you have a big painting project to take on this summer? Well, if so, we have got a serious paint sprayer to give away that will help you get it done. We've got the Titan Control Max 1700 Paint Sprayer by Wagner. It's great for handymen, general contractors, and experienced homeowners who want to tackle some big painting projects, so siding, fencing, stuff like that. It's a high-efficiency airless sprayer. It produces 55% less overspray, and it goes on three times faster than a roller. It's going to go out to one listener drawn at random. It's worth 379 bucks. So reach out to us with your questions right now. To qualify, you must contact us with a home improvement question by calling 888-MONEYPIT. That's 888-666-3974. Or go to moneypit.com slash ask and click the blue microphone button. Alicia in North Carolina is on the line with the Money Pit has a question about a patio and deck. What's going on? We have a like a patio cement slab in the back of our house. It runs the length of our house. On half of that slab, it sits our deck. Okay. Um, we live in a split level, so the deck goes up rather high. It has posts that sit on this cement slab patio, and there's a crack going down the middle of it. Um, when we bought the house about three years ago, we didn't notice the crack. It was there, but we really didn't notice it. Um, and then I'd say about last year, we were sitting down and noticed that the crack is now splitting open. You know, our backyard slopes down. It's North Carolina. There's lots of that red clay. That's most of what our ground is made up of. And um, it's like they've... The ground is pulling away from that cement slab because of rain and flooding in our backyard, which unfortunately right. floods as well. Um, so it's making it worse. 
I don't know whether the footings are what they really should be. We've had a couple people come out and estimate the situation. I just don't know what to do. First of all, are you convinced, Alicia, that this uh, crack is active, that it's opening up, or is it just that you're paying attention to it now every time you walk out in the backyard, so maybe you're imagining it's getting bigger? No, it's different looking than it was when we first bought it. How big is the crack? It's not huge. Not like it's, yeah, no, it's not like it's three inches big now. It's small still. It's opening up. The caulking isn't covering the crack anymore. Okay. So I'd say about quarter inch. All right. It's not bad. So there's a couple of things you can do here. Uh, first of all, you do need to clean out that old caulk and re- reseal this one way or the other. Quickcrete has a product that's made specifically for concrete slabs that you can use that will give you a textured finish, and it dries in about an hour. So you do want to reseal it. Now, in terms of you know, not having to look at it, maybe doing something that would be a little more attractive, maybe slowing it down. I think you're right. The reason it's moving, if it is in fact moving, is it's exacerbated by waters. You know, cement slabs don't have footings, so there's nothing holding it back from doing this. And I just wonder if this deck was properly built because it's sitting on top of half of it. It really just shouldn't be sitting on the four-inch concrete slab. It should be sitting on the footing below it. Be that what it may, another idea that you might want to consider is Pavestone makes a paver brick that is about half the thickness of a full paver brick. And it's designed for taking a cement slab that maybe doesn't look so hot and creating a beautiful paver patio with it. The way it works is you lay down the the perimeter and then you sort of put your whole pattern in and then you take up the perimeter and you basically glue in the outside perimeter row. And then that holds all the bricks inside of it. And then you add this typical paver stone. It looks fantastic. So that's available from Pavestone. You know, my big concern is, you know, five years down the line, if we want to put the house on the market kind of thing. And I didn't want to, I wanted to do something. If it was, if I was already seeing it, if I was already seeing an increase in the crack now, what would it look like five years? A cement slab is not a structural part of your backyard or your patio, okay? It's just, it's it's basically there as a surface that you okay. can work with. And if you put the pavers over it and it, it goes from a quarter of an inch to three-eighths of an inch, nobody's ever going to see that. The pavers are just going to shift. Product is made by Pavestone. It's actually called Pavestone Milano. That's the brand. That's the uh, particular product that is the uh, thinner version of the full Pavestone paver. Okay. And again, it can go down right on top of that slab, goes down really quick, and it'll look fantastic. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I love your show. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Pit. Well, have you ever taken a clean load of laundry out of your machine and found it to be less clean than you expected? Well, you might need to give your washing machine a little cleaning of its own. Well, the problem is most likely months or even years of detergent and liquid fabric softener buildup. Then there's also the grime and dirt from all those dirty clothes. And if you've got an agitator, you want to check the underside of it or along the creases in the rubber flange along the top of the washer basket. Yeah, and you know what, guys? Cleaning it is not too difficult. I actually just had to do this in my own home. You want to remove the agitator. It's pretty gross under there if you're dealing with some issues. And rinse off all the gunk before you replace it. And some of it doesn't want to come off so easily because it's been building up for a while. I used some white vinegar, some hot water. It definitely helps. And then go ahead and scrub all the rubber parts with a wet cloth and then go ahead and replace that agitator. And next, when you're all done, put in about a cup of bleach and run your washer for a full hot wash cycle with no clothes in it. That will sanitize anything you haven't as yet reached. And if you want more ticks, visit moneypit.com and search Clean Your Dryer to find out more on how to get that task done in your house.
Justin from Alexandria, Virginia is on the line, and he's a repeat caller to the Money Pit. So what's going on now? Did we get it right last time, Justin? <laughs> yeah, the last project turned out great. We uh, abated all the asbestos. We put the flooring down in the basement, and now it leads up to the laundry room, which leads to our new problem. Okay, uh, so, <laughs> what's next? <laughs> so, uh, after that asbestos is abated, there is no asbestos in our laundry room because they never put those old, you know, 1970s tiles down, but they did decide to paint it 25 times. So, hmm. there's a whole bunch of paint in this room. Um, different layers of paint. Uh, it's not lead or anything, but um, because it's in the basement and it's in the laundry room and it's flooded often or whatever, you know, it's chipped everywhere. It looks terrible. And we've been trying to figure out something to do with the flooring in here uh, to make it look nice. Um, so okay. one idea was strip down all the paint uh, and then try to do a new layer of maybe like an epoxy or something uh, another idea was to put down another, uh, like a thinner luxury vinyl plank so that it can, it's more uh, bendy, uh, because there is, in the center of the space, a drain that uh, is meant to capture any overflow that ever might occur from a catastrophic event from either the sump pump or from the, uh, from the you know, it's an old-style laundry machine out where there's right. no three-inch... Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. like, you know, they just have a uh, some pantyhose that lead into a sink, and they call it a day. Yeah. I think you're on the right track. I think, I think I'd think i go with uh, I'd go with option B there, because I was thinking luxury vinyl plank when you said that, because it's 100% waterproof. Now, w- around this drain, I think what I would do there, because you, luxury vinyl plank can float on top of the old floor, right? And you can use some sort of a molding to trim the edge. What I would do where uh, where the drain is is I would very carefully cut that drain circle out, you know, and cut that hole out, and I would caulk underneath that with an adhesive sealant, something like Total Tech, which is made by Super Glue. I would seal around that drain so that only so that that piece is held down tight around that drain, and I think from there you'll just be good to go. I don't think it's worth you trying to strip off all that old paint, Leslie. I think uh, for a laundry room, a luxury vinyl plank is a good choice. What do you think? That's definitely a great choice for a laundry room. It's super durable. Should you have any issues with water or leaking situations, that's going to stand up very well. And you've got so many choices, so you can really make it look as stylish or designed or as simple as you want. Yeah, and it's inexpensive, so you know you could change it in a few years and. It'll be it'll be super easy to do. Truly, mm-hmm. yeah. We were thinking about doing the the vinyl plank because uh, I didn't really want to deal with the stripping, especially since we're going to have kids in the house soon, and you know, just in general, using the stripping stuff, even if you're using like a like the Citra one or like Smart Strip or whatever those ones are called, you know, they're less toxic, but you probably don't want them right, in right, yeah, an unventilated yeah. space for too long. Um, especially since you have to like power wash it or something at the end to get it out. I don't think it's necessary, Justin. I think that's a great option for you. All right. I'll keep that in mind then. All right. Well, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. And, and given that uh, you're at the literally on the ground floor of your next home improvement project and you're expecting to fill the house up with kids, I think that uh, you'll be calling us time and time again as the years go on and we'll be glad to help. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to it. <laughs> Put us on speed dial. Will do. Thanks so much. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business 
but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. Well, windows, they're a significant part of your home's exterior, and they play an important role in keeping your home cool in the summer and warm in the winter and comfortable all year round. And with the right windows, you can also improve your home's aesthetic as well as its value. Joining us now with tips on how to improve your home with new windows is Jen Tutkin. Jen is the Director of Innovation and Design for Pella. Welcome, Jen. Hi, thank you for having me. Hey, you know, summer, I guess, isn't really a season when we often think about windows, but I do because I know that old drafty windows are still present and they can drive up our cooling costs in exactly the same way as they do with our heating costs in the winter. But, you know, since folks don't feel that cold draft, they don't think about it. But, man, it really shows up when it comes time to pay your energy bill. So at Pella Corporation, we offer a very large selection of windows and doors because we understand that windows and doors are a really big part of the market and energy to your point is incredibly important both in the summer and the winter because you know old single pane windows certainly are drafty and we definitely saw this you know during covid when people were spending more time at home it actually became more important right and so we have heavily focused on making sure that we have windows that are energy efficient especially energy star certified with the industry standards to make sure that we are delivering stuff that absolutely is helping your energy bills and helping you stay comfortable. As a homeowner, 
I think there sometimes can be some confusion or at least misunderstanding to what kind of innovations have taken place over the course of many years when it comes to windows and doors. So if you're in a position where it's time to replace some windows or some doors or whatever's going on at your own money pit, how do you sort of keep track of all of these innovations? How do you know what's best and what the right solution is for your home? There's really two ways to look at it. There's form and function, right? So obviously, when you're looking to replace your windows, you want to make sure that you are enhancing the beauty of your home, both from the interior and the exterior. So we always try to offer a large collection of windows that meet those different aesthetics, whether you're traditional, transitional, contemporary, and as well as within your architecture style. But on the function side, we are always looking at how do we improve the energy efficiency? How do we improve the thermal breaks within our products? just to make sure that we are keeping it comfortable. And one of the unique innovations that we actually launched recently is the hidden screen. So when people are at home and they're looking for more comfortable features, both on that beauty and kind of the function side, we offer a hidden screen. And so if you own a double-hung window, when you open up the window, the screen appears. But when the window's closed, it actually disappears altogether. So that way, on the exterior of the home, you just see this really nice, beautiful window, but it adds that added functionality to allow fresh air in and also to help you stay more comfortable when you want to open those windows up. Yeah, I think that's something that uh, I certainly I didn't think about until I saw your hidden screen product, because when you are looking at windows from the outside, we don't think about the fact that we're looking through the screen at the window. And with the hidden screen, that is no longer an issue. The hidden screen disappears, so you're really looking at the window, and it really brightens up the exterior. And that's probably one of many reasons that you can recruit typically about 70% of the replacement costs of installing the windows when it comes time to sell your home. Absolutely. Having that curb appeal is certainly that first impression. And the windows and doors make a really large impact on someone's perception of quality. So when you are looking to resell your home, that is something that, you know, we do it because we just love beautiful windows and doors and we want to show them off. But it's an added benefit for our homeowners who do choose Pella. Yeah, I want to wrap up by talking a bit about Energy Star. You know, Energy Star, for those that are unaware, is a program of the Department of Energy that establishes energy efficient standards to which manufacturers have to comply in order to advertise the fact that their windows or doors in this case are Energy Star certified. What I know about Pella and you may not know is not only do you make excellent Energy Star certified windows, you guys are actually part of the groups that are setting these standards. That's going way above and beyond just reading the standards up by the government. You're actually helping to establish new standards, which I think is like super cool. Yeah, absolutely. Our engineers and product experts certainly are part of groups like Energy Star. And it's both for us to, you know, stay ahead of the curve, but it's also to make sure that, you know, we are doing things above and beyond the standards. And I wish I could show you all our test lab because it's absolutely incredible the amount of heat and cold and just overall testing and performance requirements that we do. And we understand that this is a really long-term investment for someone, and so we want to make sure that their total lifetime and that experience with the Pella product is above and beyond what they might get somewhere else. Jen Tudkin, Director of Innovation and Design for Pella Corporation. Thanks so much, Jen, for stopping by the Money Pit and telling us all about Pella windows and all the work that you guys do to put out windows that are energy efficient and have great value to our homes and just add all sorts of comfort, not only in the winter, but all year long. 
Thanks again. Thank you. Have a good day. Well, what projects are you guys working on this summer season? Is one of them a big, oversized scale painting project that you're like, should I tackle this on my own? Well, yes, you should, because we have a great prize to give away this hour. We've got the Titan Control Max 1700 Paint Sprayer by Wagner. Now, I love this because it's great whether you're a homeowner, a handyman, a contractor, whatever. You can tackle some pretty big, serious painting projects with this super efficient airless technology. And I love that you can pull paint directly from either a one-gallon or a five-gallon paint container, and it has a 30-foot hose. So you're definitely tackling those big projects with the right amount of paint. You're not getting a lot of overspray. It's definitely an awesome tool to have if you've got a big painting project on the horizon. It's priced worth 379 bucks. And that paint sprayer from Wagner is going out to one listener drawn at random. So make that you. Call us with your home improvement question right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. That's 888-666-3974 or go to moneypit.com slash ask. Margie in Ohio needs some help cleaning some kitchen cabinets. Tell us about it. I have maple kitchen cabinets and above the hood area, it is very dirty from the fan and from cooking and there's a residue on the cabinet. And I was wondering what type of product I could use to take off the grit that is on the cabinet without damaging the maple cabinet. So, Margie, the area that you describe over, you know, the cooking area above the hood, that's generally a very greasy spot in the kitchen under the best of circumstances. So I think your first step is to try to just clean it with some sort of, you know, grease remover, like an orange cleaner or like, um, I always call it goof off, but I don't think that's the right name. Yeah, no, I think that is one of the products, you know, or a Murphy's oil soap. Yeah, I mean, something that has a citrus in it that's going to help you break down all of that grease buildup would probably be your best place to start and see how you do. I mean, outside of that, if you're going to start messing with the sheen or the finish of that specific cabinet on its own, you're going to then have to work with the rest of the cabinets to sort of match up to that. So my first attempt would be really to scrub it, clean it, give it some good old elbow grease and see where you go. You might want to take the doors off the hinges to do this work because it might be easier to work on them when they're on a flat surface like that. Then you can go back and do the frame around the door after you've sort of perfected your cleaning on the door first and put it all back together. And if that works, you know, this might be a situation where you just keep going, right? Because even though the rest of the cabinets aren't terribly dirty. They're more dirty than you think, I bet. Yeah. You only know sometimes when you start cleaning it up, right? Because that's when you see it get lifted off. You're like, oh, there's a whole new color under there. (laughs) It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Did you know that the top two months for residential break-ins are July and August? Well, here's a quick tip to help you avoid becoming a victim. 
There's a common mistake that a lot of DIYers out there make and can make your home a lot more likely to be broken into, and it's this. You leave tools around. I mean, think about it. Tools. Anything outside that a burglar can get their hands on, think about it. A hammer, a screwdriver, a saw, a ladder. All of these things are basically like handing that thief the key to your house. Yeah, and after your DIY projects are done for the day, you need to make sure that those tools get back into the shed or the garage promptly. You might actually be surprised to learn how many break-ins happen because of an easy opportunity, like maybe leaving a ladder like against the side of the house after you're done. I mean, I'm even guilty of leaving my garage door open overnight because I'm so darn tired after a project thinking all my tools are in there. Oh, man, that was dumb. But luckily, you know, we got through it. But it it can happen. You just got to remind yourself not to do it. Don't be a do-it-to-yourselfer. That's right. Yeah. We've got Tom from Florida on the line who needs help with a pocket door project. What's going on? Yeah, I bought a house, and uh, before they sold it, they must have had it repainted, and it was built in 1994, and the baseboards in the doors must have been oil-based paint because the walls are fine, but the paint is peeling off the doors and the baseboard. But I got a pocket hmm. door, and I can get the paint off of it, but one of the wheels fell off that holds it, slides it on a rail, and I don't know if oh, I have to take the casing off to get that door out, or is there a way that they lift out, or do I have to take the casing off to get the door out to clean it up and repaint it and put the wheel back on. Because once it's closed, there's another, there's about an inch or inch and a half of it that still isn't exposed. So you can't really swing it out. You can't lift it up off the track either, generally speaking. So, no, I think that you're probably going to have to take off at least the jam on the side of the pocket, so to speak. So you'll have to pull the trim and the jam on that pocket. And I'll give you a trick of the trade to do that because you mentioned this was painted. What you want to do is take a utility knife and you want to cut the seam between the door and the trim and the wall and the trim because sometimes the paint will act as an adhesive almost like a glue and when you start taking it apart it starts to pull different pieces of the frame or the wall with it so just run a knife through it before you actually peel it off now in terms of the fact that this is peeling paint Generally, when that happens, you've lost the adhesion here between the substrate, which is wood in your case, and the paint itself, and nothing that you can do is going to repair that short of pulling the rest of the paint off. So you're going to have to strip that paint off and sand the area really good. And then what I want you to use is an oil-based or solvent-based primer on top of that, because that's going to give you the best adhesion once again. That's going to stick to the wood as best possible. And on top of that, you could use a water-based semi-gloss finish. But if you get the primer right and you get all the old stuff off, you'll be in good shape because you can't put good paint over bad paint. And if paint's peeling, you got to get rid of all that loose stuff before you proceed. Or you'll just find yourself in this exact same space in the not-too-distant future. I wasn't quite sure what paint was on there, but I guess I was told if you take alcohol and rub it on a cloth, if it, if it comes off, it's a water-based paint or... If it's oil, it won't affect it or vice versa. It's probably not oil-based because, you know, that house at that age, you wouldn't really use oil-based for that. I can almost guarantee you they didn't prime it, and that's why it didn't stick. you got to prime it. Can't skip that step. Tom, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Jesse wrote in to Team Money Pit and says, We've noticed our house makes a noise like a very low-sounding foghorn or a vibrating sound. Have you ever heard of anything like this? Yes, I hear it rather frequently in my own kitchen. You know why? Because I've discovered, and it was perplexing to me for a while too, but I found that this happens uh, when the wind blows across the wall where I have my kitchen exhaust fan vented. 
And you know, like when you take like a, a big bottle, like when you were a kid and you would blow across the top of the bottle and make that really low humming kind of vibrating sound. That's exactly what it's doing to my house. Yeah. <laughs> and once I block that off, no more problems with the, with the foghorn. Because we don't live that close to the beach where we ought to be hearing foghorns. But it's kind of weird and a little freaky, too, because it can happen, you know, any time of the day or night. It sounds a little bit spooky. So that was my discovery, Jesse. Perhaps that's what's going on in your house. It could be a kitchen exhaust fan. It could be a roof vent. Any place that's open like that to the house, you might be hearing that vibration from the wind blowing over the opening. Mother Nature is playing the jug bottle at your house. That's what's going on. That's right. <laughs> All right. Next up, Jacqueline wrote in saying, I had a crawl space of my home sealed and a dehumidifier installed. Now, a few months later, the floors creak when walked on. What's going on? Sounds like it's working. <laughs> when you seal up a crawl space like that and you, you take all the moisture out of it, the lumber is going to dry out. And certainly that can lead to some more creaking in the framework. Generally, creaking floors happen when uh, the wood is dried out and we step on a board and the nail slides in and out of the beam below or sometimes the boards rub together. When they dry out, they shrink and so you get a little bit more movement. So it's actually not a problem. It's kind of an annoyance. But if you want to try to quiet it down, you could resecure those floorboards to the beams below. You can re-nail the plywood. You could use screws like long drywall-style screws to secure it down. And if it's a hardwood floor, you can use trim screws, which are very, very thin screws. You'd have to pre-drill them a pilot hole, and that will tighten that up. In the area where the squeaks are the loudest, make sure you're connecting the floor to the joists below, and you won't hear those sounds again. All right, Jacqueline. See, you do one project, now you got another. Well, today we all want to be a bit greener and cleaner in our homes. You can actually, though, do both and maybe save some green as well by making your own non-toxic cleaners. Les is going to share the recipes to do just that in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Yeah, you know, before we actually had commercial products, we had to mix up our own cleaners. So here's a few recipes for natural cleaning products that still work really well today. First of all, if you need a glass cleaner... Fill a spray bottle with one quart of water and one tablespoon white vinegar. Then use some type of ammonia product. So for a larger job like a floor or tiles, you can add a quarter cup white vinegar to a gallon of hot water. If you need an oven cleaner, you want to make a paste of baking soda and water and scrub the stains with steel wool. If you've got a tougher stain, you can add some salt to the mix, except for self-cleaning ovens. Now, if you need a toilet or a sink cleaner... You can mix a paste of either baking soda or borax with water and then throw in a squeeze of lemon juice. And for chrome polishing, use rubbing alcohol or white flour on a dry rag. I love the white flour on a dry rag trick. It really does a great job. You can get the complete list of 10 easy recipes for natural cleaning products at moneypit.com. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Coming up next time on the program, if you've ever worked hard to create the perfect garden, you don't want trampling feet damaging all of your beauty worth. The solution is a gravel path. It can really help you channel foot traffic in a way that's friendly to your garden, and it doesn't cost very much to build it as well. We'll give you the step-by-step on how to do this job on the very next edition of the Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a body pit. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.